I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com with the Rockets red glare. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Boban. Can we we just do a whole Boban pod just again? (laughs) I think I'm going to change the intro to the old one again. That was just a one shot. If you want to go, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, by the way, just go listen to the intro. Absolutely worth it. We need, we, we have to get Boban to listen to yesterday's pod somehow. Somehow, I don't have a connect. We don't have connections to him yet. Not yet. Get, at some point, at some point. But we have summer league action today. The Dallas Mavericks are going to take the court and suit up today. How wild is that? <laughs> now I don't know how many of them will be actual Mavericks, but <laughs> there'll be Mavericks across their chest at least. There'll be at least there'll be Mavericks or legends or maverick legends one of the two <laughs> all right on today's podcast uh, we will talk about summer league just a little bit the game hasn't actually played yet so if you're watching this the game already happened we haven't seen it we'll also talk about danny green danny green did a podcast uh inside the green room where he talked about his free agency situation and just everything that's going through his mind right now so we're going to talk about that and then isaac harris claims that he has through all of these days he's just been sitting and thinking only about the mavericks because he is a mavericks fan he is the actual mavericks fan yes and uh he i have has, the solution i have the answer he claims he has the one plan that dallas has not thought of yet with yes the, with the cap space so we'll talk about that and then we want to get into the central division we're talking about the bucks the pacers the pistons the bulls and the Cavs. we'll talk about the things that they did get into that um isaac summer league so the mavs play the nets if you're listening to this on Friday, it is tonight, um, 6 p.m. Central Time. That's 7 Eastern. Uh, do the math for all the rest of the time zones. And I'm, I apologize to all the European people that have to do all the math with the time zones. I bet that sucks. Getting up in the middle of the night, that part has to suck to watch games and stuff. But we appreciate you guys. Yo, if any of you guys are going to get up to watch Summer League, let me know. That's a diehard fan right there. I finally found the email for the summer league roster. Been sitting there scrolling through emails. Wow, you're so important. Um, on the Mavericks roster, there's a couple people to watch. Uh, a couple names that are a little interesting. Um, obviously, there's there's you know Isaiah Roby, the Mavericks second round pick. There's obviously Daryl Macon and Kosas Antetokounmpo, who were the the two way players all last year, uh, which is kind of interesting because the first year they had a whole bunch of they basically had one guy that stayed and they had a rotating door of other two way guys. And these two guys stayed for the entire year, which is kind of weird. And uh, that either means they really liked them, or they just got bored with the two-way thing and didn't <laughs> didn't think that it helped. <laughs> um, so they, but these guys are playing summer league, uh, as well as Antonius Cleveland, who was on the Mavs roster two years ago, and now is back uh, playing on the summer league team. He's a wing that's that's kind of interesting. The Mavs could potentially use, so that's a guy to watch. Uh, Josh Reeves also is a basically the sixty-first. Uh, pick from Donnie Nelson, who's always interesting. Uh, the last couple of those 61st picks have have made the roster, and Dorian and Maxi. Uh, yeah. 
They've had a lot of undrafted guys like that. So uh, that's a guy to watch. Cameron Payne is also a guy to watch because if because he and he mm. may be the most important one because yeah. Mm, yeah if he goes off if he has just the game of his life My I get to come done. on the podcast afterwards and laugh at Isaac Harris so much that is what I get to do I feel like it's inevitable at some point he's going to put up like twenty six in a game and I'm gonna and my mentions are gonna be flooded from people. Uh, posting that gif of him dancing and I, I won't know what to do <laughs> um absolutely do that at isaac l harris if if cameron Payne even scores a bucket just tweet at him just an insane amount because that would just make me so happy <laughs> i can't tell you how many people like i tweet as soon as the pr email came out i tweeted out the roster and everything and was talking about the roster i can't tell you how many people sent me the roster from other people's tweets, other reporters tweets, and be like, Isaac, did you see Cam? I'm like, yes, I freaking saw campaigns on the roster. I, I read my email, and uh, I was uh, laughing about it. But, no, yeah, it's first uh, first summer league game uh, tonight in Vegas, and just all the guys that you know that Nick read off, there's not a first-round pick. You know, it's not a – we don't have some big – Luca to look forward to, even though Luca didn't play, or uh, Dennis Smith Jr. or something like that. Or but, even Brunson. Yeah, you know Brunson said We were talking uh, earlier today about Brunson, like ten minutes ago, <laughs> and uh, about just how kind of unprecedented that Brunson's not playing. It kind of just show it's a testament of how good he is. When you have, I mean, all of these first rounders from last year playing in summer league on up to. Mo Bamba, the fifth you know pick overall, playing and yeah. Jared Allen and I mean their their opponent tomorrow night or tonight is Brooklyn and they're going to have Kuroks was the second round pick. They're going to have Jared Allen, for, you know, former first round pick, right? Yeah, first round pick. He's way too good to be playing in summer league. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, so I mean, you know, a lot of times these second rounders play and a lot of first rounders play, and uh, Brunson's just uh, kind of past that point now, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm the you know in the same boat as everybody else. And, uh, there's two guys that I'm I'm watching the most, and uh, you know that is who I'm tuning in the most for, and that's Costas and Roby. But outside of that, I really want to see uh, Antonius Cleveland, and because I really liked him, yeah, when he was with the team before before he hurt his foot. Uh, I just I like his uh, potential on the wing. And we always need wink players, and I, I think a strong summer league performance by him could get him a training camp invite this fall. So uh, if I had to pick three players, it's definitely Costas and Roby, and, but then uh, Antonius Cleveland with the sleeper, Baba. I'm all here for Baba. How do you say his first name? I don't know. That's why I didn't say it. Uh, you, you day? You die? You die, Baba. Yeah, it is. It is. You die, Baba. That's my, that's my guess. Uh, no, yeah, that, that's it. I'm looking at the pronunciation guy. It, it is. You die, you die, Baba. The guard Baba. from Japan. I'm also looking forward to uh, the guy from Lebanon, too. The guard The guard from Lebanon. Uh, whale. Whale. Arak, Arakji. Arakji. That's what we're going to go with. Yeah. Uh, it's probably different than that. But I'm interested to see those guys. I've done absolutely, obviously, no research on them to, uh, to see if they're good or not. Uh, but after this game, we'll see. Um, what we've got in them possibly. So uh, those are some guys to watch out for in the summer league. And yeah, also Zion versus RJ eight thirty oh, yeah. central. So after the Mavs play, you can keep watching uh, the Mavs is on NBA TV, by the way, Zion versus RJ is on ESPN. Uh, I think how dare them. I think all of it is on the ESPN app too. So if you have that, like I do, 
you can uh, you can go on there and watch it. So it's an interesting summer league stuff. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that game, and then uh, ooh that RDA ambition guy tweeted tomorrow hashtag Kawhi update. Who's that? That's the 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 Reddit guy that people think is uh, Genie Bus's nephew. Oh, the Lakers guy. The Lakers guy. Oh, thanks for the Lakers update, Nick. Uh, but it's Kawhi. So he says Kawhi update tomorrow. So, well, I hope it's tomorrow. What the crap? I mean, it's the last day before people can sign for the most part. So we'll see. If there's not an update, then this guy's a fraud, which is completely possible. But he called the <laughs> AD trade. If the- he called a bunch of other stuff. So if there is an update, this this is not <laughs> does not make him. <laughs> perfectly right either just no. because he's saying yeah tomorrow's the day guys we get an update from chris broussard or we get an update from chris carter freaking hall of fame chris, wide receiver. chris carter so that's summer league um let's uh let's talk about danny green's podcast so danny green inside the green room did a podcast with the guy the guy <laughs> harrison stanford that has been or harrison stanford yeah stanford not stanford who has know. been uh man just milking the mavs fans for all they're worth <laughs> He's got a lot of new subscribers to his pod. To be honest, uh, I listened for the first time today. So, um, but Danny Green said, which wasn't a bad podcast, by the way. Yeah, that, let's like, be fair to him. Four, Fourteen minutes long, and the dude actually asked straight up questions—questions questions that most people, you know, I know he's friends with him and stuff. So whatever, but most people dance around these questions, and he was just straight up. So why would you sign up with Dallas? <laughs> And, you know, yeah. some of these questions and we're like, oh, cool. I mean, we never as much as people we want to like joke about it, and people on Twitter want to like uh, bash it or make fun of it. We never get this. You never get no. free agents answering questions like in real verbally, time, in real time of what they're considering, what teams are interested and why they would like entertain any of the teams. And I mean, so we're kind of getting a peek behind the curtain for the most part. And, you know, we might not come out on the right side of it but it's still kind of cool to see it in real time i think you know, I just realized that some of these guys on the summer league team are as old as us <laughs> this is an old yeah. this is an old summer league team uh campaign campaign is old he's born Why in 19 looking this is just open in front of me uh this guy from senegal is a year older than me he's he your- literally just went back from this danny green podcast to who this guy from Senegal? And Sorry, I can barely hear because of all the fireworks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to see to see hear Danny Green's thoughts in real time and just to see how he's kind of weighing these options because he, he the guy you know Harrison laid them all out in front of him. It's like, okay, so why would you do this and why would you do this? Uh, when talking about Dallas, he was very complimentary, which of course he should be because he's, you know he's kind of. He's not holding them hostage. I think that's unfair of people to say, but he is sort of mm. at the whim of Dallas right now uh, because if their offer goes, then he's left with just two on the table, and then maybe his price goes down, or you know, you never know. It's a, del- yeah, it's a delicate I, I, situation. But I, I want to kind of squash the whole thing, or for some of you that I don't like the notion that's going on, on Twitter right now of saying of, against Danny Green or Danny Green's just like leading Dallas on. They're dra- he's dragging them along. Yeah. No one's making Dallas wait for him. No. Like that. Like the Mavs have chose to wait on him. That that's their choice. So he has. If you listen to him in this podcast, he's really uh, you. You get a sense of gratitude of. He's really appreciative of the fact that. He, I mean, he really feels appreciated that 
He said, you know, these teams have waited on me. They've made me a priority and they've waited on me. They could have went out and signed other people and even talking about the timeline of things right now and how they want the quiet decision to happen soon. They even said, hopefully it's later today. And it obviously wasn't, but, and because he's like, there is a fear that some of these teams are, or could pull their offer or sign someone else. And he drops the line of Mark Cuban's pressured me to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And you know, like Dallas is, you know, has that offer on the table? They're waiting on him, but will they wait forever? We don't know. And so, anyway, I don't, I, I don't view Danny Green as he has the options in front of him. The teams are waiting, or pretty much Dallas is waiting on him because Lakers are waiting on Kawhi. So it's there's nobody else that's really waiting besides Dallas. So I, I don't think it. Yeah, I don't view Danny Green any in a negative way of dragging somebody along or leading on at all. I don't think Kawhi is doing it either. I think Kawhi. This is the first time he's really had to make a decision about where he gets to play, and I think that he's taking his time now. What he's doing with that time, I have no idea. Uh, but I also feel like Kawhi is the the guy. And so many players say, you know, I'll think about free agency once I get to, um, once I get there. You know, I'll think about free agency once the offseason comes. I actually do believe Kawhi is that kind of guy. That he literally, he doesn't think about free agency until it came. So this is now the first time he's weighing this decision. Uh, because you can kind of see it in guys' play. Like, you can see it in the way that they, they carry themselves. They're kind of distracted thinking about free agency. And guys that make their decision at, you know, 6 p.m., you know, whenever it was, or 12 midnight, when it used to be, uh, they make their decision right away. They've been thinking about it all year. Uh, Draymond even was, was, you know, confronted Kevin Durant about it. Like you were just thinking about free agency and you're going to leave us and blah, blah, blah. It came up in November. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, they think about this all year. I don't think Kawhi was really thinking about it. I think Kawhi is a very in the moment kind of guy, which helps playing. Um, I think it makes him a better basketball player, but I think that's kind of one thing that Kawhi's doing. And it's also not even been that long. What is it? It's July 5th today. And you know, like, July sixth is when people when people are allowed to sign. So I mean, this is still the moratorium. It's not, you know, the end of the world. The quiet hasn't made his decision yet. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I don't. I'm not gonna pretend like I know who Kawhi is. Yeah, but he's got the time. I mean, he's taking his time and he took his meetings and to each their own. I mean, it seems like he's taking forever because everybody else decided you know, within the first minutes of free agency or before free agency it technically started. So he's taking his time and uh, he deserves to take his time. So. Absolutely. And uh, somebody said to me today, uh, well, Kawhi made his decision to take his rookie extension. Nobody has ever turned down the max rookie extension and no. they're restricted free agents. So they really can't <laughs> make that, make that decision. Right. They'd have to take the qualifying yeah. offer, which is ridiculous. And uh, and get out of it that way. So that, that he's really never made a real decision about free agency. Um, yeah. So that is is uh, going to be an interesting thing to track, obviously, and maybe we'll get an update tomorrow. We'll see. With the if you if but if we go back to the Danny Green in his spot, a lot of people some people start out the Clippers. I think it's safe to say the Clippers are out on Danny Green. Didn't even the, put it in that graphic, which I think the graphic is probably accurate. The graphic, uh, even towards the end of the pod, when uh, his friend asked him make the case for each of the teams, and he, you know, the Lakers, Raptors, Mavs, he makes that like it was just numerous times throughout the podcast. It was just about Lakers, Raptors, Mavs, and Clippers wasn't even an option. So it makes you, for me, I lean to the three scenarios that we've talk, talked on this pod. If Kawhi picks the Lakers, I think Danny Green's a Maverick. If Kawhi picks the Clippers, I think Danny Green's a Laker. And if Kawhi picks the Raptors, I think Danny Green's a Raptor. 
So for me, my personal prediction, I think the only way Danny Green's a Maverick is if Kawhi picks the Lakers. Uh, because I think if Kawhi does go to the Clippers, I think, I mean, Lakers have the money and they'll have And apparently cap- they have two effing superstars, which is what he said on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but so anyway, I just think that they'll pay him around what Dallas will and, you know, bring him to LA and you can't blame Danny green at that point for picking the Lakers over the Mavericks. But he had a lot of high praise, like Nick said with about the Mavericks and KP and Luca and how he can bring that veteran leadership and be a puzzle piece to them. He obviously likes what he had, you know, he mentioned Cuban different time about how, what a great owner he is. He said he's, a, str- Rick- he said he's a strong bidder too, which I thought was important that he, that he really does consider the bid that, that Cuban has made to be valid. Yeah, and when he went on that tangent or, or that, that thing on feeling appreciative and feeling wanted and feeling like a, you know the team's waiting on him, he, he didn't say the team, but he's only talking about the Mavericks because yeah. you know the Lakers are waiting on Kawhi. They're not waiting on Danny Green. Dallas is the only team out of these three that <laughs> – have the that does not have a shot at Kawhi for the most part. So they are, you know, that's the no team for the that, whole part. <laughs> okay, for the whole part. Uh, you know that that's who he's you know pretty much directly talking about. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's the same thing all along. He's waiting on Kawhi Leonard, and hopefully, you know, them like everybody else. They they just they want the situation to happen now. Now I totally get the. Uh, from a Mavs fan perspective is saying, well, dang, this sucks for us to be down his list because it is really simple. If he really wanted to be in Dallas, he would just take the offer. <laughs> so it's, you know, I I do get that from Mavs fans. Like, man, this sucks. We're like, are we the last choice, you know? Like, do you want to date somebody that where you're just like the scraps left over and they're like, oh, sure, I'll take you to prom. And do you want to feel like that? No, but um, we'll take you. <laughs> you know you can't you can't complain about it either and you have to be realistic about where the Mavs are right now right they're behind those other teams for a reason the Lakers you know for whatever you want to say about them they have two of the best five players you know eight players in the NBA <laughs> I mean that's yeah. just just however you you know obviously people are frustrated about that people are like you're biased and you know in LA trying so, to I mean, defend them but yeah it's in LA they have two of the you know the best players in the NBA and then the Raptors are the defending champions if he goes back there you can't blame him either so, um, not saying Dallas is third. It just it does. I think what Isaac said. It really does depend on where Kawhi goes. I did find it super uh, weird and funny. Just on a side note, that his phone, like he's doing these camps across Canada right now. Yeah, and his phone doesn't work because something he talks about something's wrong with his SIM card. So he has like an iPad or something, I guess. And he's like, the only way I can communicate with people is through like iMessage. If they don't have an, like an Apple account, I can't really, that's the only way I'm talking to people right now. He said, it's kind of crazy, you know, considering everything that's going on. I'm like, you're literally in free agency. Your phone doesn't work. And like, I feel like (laughs) this is the time that your phone really needs to work. Um, But uh, he says he's really not talked to Kawhi. He has reached out to his camp a few times to stay updated. But him, just like everybody else, they don't really, they don't. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Danny Green or anybody is like, and that's wild because he's played with him forever. Yeah, he's like, I'm just letting him, you know, letting him do his thing. I'm not bugging him. I know people are blowing up his phone, but he's everybody's just waiting on Kawhi and what Kawhi's doing right now. We have no clue. Who do you think is the most random player that's texted Kawhi? That's like, yo, bro, what you doing? Oh my gosh, um, like, Tony Parker. Like you think? <laughs> rip, Scratch that. Rip, Just kidding. Rip Tony Parker. Uh, all no, right. it's, pro- it's probably somebody like Lance Stevenson, and he's like, "Bro, Kawhi, 
I want to come back to LA. <laughs> tell them, tell them you'll come back if if they re-sign me. Actually, it's probably Jared Dudley. That's not a random player though. He's he's actually made the pitch. So I like Jared Dudley, but now his tweets are going to be all Laker centric, and I I might just stop following. Oh, him. how dare he go to a team? That's annoying. Yes. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, Isaac will present. The one plan that Dallas has not thought of with the cap space and free agency. The one plan. When we come back. All right, Isaac. So, you claim that you have the only plan that the Mavs have not thought of. The actual Mavs who sit there and their job is to come up with these scenarios. The Uh plan that they have not thought of. Does it involve Monte Ellis, Rajon Rondo? Ooh, no. Or... um, does it involve Gail McKell or does it involve um does it involve oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Does it involve any of those players? Maybe Nico Brasino. No. Oh, so so Dallas has twenty two million dollars in cap space. Let's say they, they miss out on Danny Green and Marcus Morris goes to the Lakers or something, and they still have all their money. And they're like, man, this season, we're just going to have to punt the season for the most part. What do we do with the $22 million in cap? This is exactly what you do. You call up Dirk. And you say, Dirk, listen, you haven't, you haven't officially retired yet. We're going to write you a check for a one-year $22 million deal. And you're just going to sit on the bench in your street clothes. And then you're going to retire next summer to where you're not in Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame class and you can go in with Vince Carter. There it is. There it is right there. Pretty much all the things that you were going to do as a retired player, you can do it. It just has just don't officially sign your like retirement papers. And then you're going to get paid $22 million this year and you'll be on the books. We'll have a fun season with Luke and KP and Dirk gets paid. He go. He doesn't have to go in with Dwayne Wade in the Hall of Fame class, and then he officially signs the retirement papers next year. You like it, don't you? I did not think that you would have come up with a plan that the Mavericks did not think of. However, the Mavericks have absolutely not thought of that <laughs> because it is insane. Let the man be retired, Isaac. Yeah, he can still be retired. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to come. We'll give you past the media day. You don't have to do anything. Let me say let me say one thing about Dirk though that I've noticed recently. A lot of people have been talking about Durant and that story came out about how Durant wasn't satisfied with those championships and how it just didn't like fulfill what he thought it was going to fulfill. And yeah. it seems like everybody's kind of tracing it back to all right, you want your own team, you want to win championships, but you you have to but you can't just go join a super team because they just don't seem like they mean as much. So what do you do? Well, it's just going to come back to what Dirk did. I mean, that's the only perfect way to to go through a career, right? You yeah. you you get drafted to a team or you're on a team uh or you establish yourself on a team, you win a championship there, and then boom, that's that your legacy is established. And it, very few players have done it. LeBron technically didn't even do it. He had to leave and come back. Tim Duncan did it, Dirk did it. Uh, and man, like is that it within the last like 20 years? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of have to ask yourself what Steph you know what Curry, does what does fulfill you, and can you you know can you be a John Stockton and be 
you know, a legend in Utah and beloved in everything in franchise history, but you don't have a ring. Uh, you know, what does, yeah. I mean, I think you see what Anthony, like the Anthony Davis route, Anthony Davis could have been a John Stockton type for the Pelicans played his whole career, not won anything with one franchise, but it, you know, it, you are, you're universally loved because you stay there, but you just don't have the title. Now he's going to go to the Lakers and let's say he wins a couple rings. Will he be universally loved? Probably not. Not as much as if he stayed in New Orleans, but that's the price you got to pay if you want to win rings too. And he, you know, obviously he probably doesn't care about it, but then you look at somebody like Kevin Durant, he probably didn't. I mean, well, Durant's a little different, like as far as like what he cares about, but Durant might've thought the same thing. I don't care what people think of me. And then he goes and wins a couple titles and crap, I still care. <laughs> and now it doesn't mean, you know, like it means something, but he's still looking for something else. So, I mean, you, everybody's different and what means the most to them. And it, it just shows you the uniqueness of somebody like Dirk because Dirk gets to be loved by this city and stay there for so long. And he has a title too. And I think if some players, some superstars were sitting there and they could see the future and I think if you might get somebody like Anthony Davis or Damian Lillard or somebody like that and say, all right, listen, you can play 20 years for one franchise and win one title. Or you could play for three or four different franchises and win a couple rings What and and receive hate and maybe some unfulfillment or whatever it is. What's what's your choice? That I don't know. I mean, you never know. Some everybody will pick different in that in that case. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it just seems like people are coming back to that idea, and it, we might see it it cycle back around to players staying with their teams and doing like a Dame Lillard, and obviously what Dirk did. Yeah, I mean, if Damian Lillard he keeps on playing through his and stays with Portland his whole career, I mean, he's a, a an absolute legend up there. He's, I mean, he is their everything, and if he retires it, but he might not have a ring. That might be the price you have to pay. He might and, be John Stockton, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just, um, yeah, that's just personal preference and where your head's at and everything. Some of the remaining free agents. Uh, it seems like. Danny Green and Marcus Morris are kind of the only targets. However, um, there is DeLon Wright still. DeLon Wright, restricted free agent. Uh, Brad Townsend, I think, today reported that the Mavs are um, preparing an offer. They can only offer um, restricted free, rest- I'm sure, a restricted free agent on uh, Saturday. That's the 6th. That's the first time they're allowed to present an offer sheet. The Brogdon thing happened because uh, they traded him. Uh, so you didn't yeah. have to become a restricted free agent. That's why that deal got done. Other restricted free agents, uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they have been renounced. They, uh, yeah. Willie Colley Stein, for example, he didn't get offered his qualifying offer, or he he his qualifying he did, offer got renounced. renounced. He was offered it, and then it was renounced when they didn't really have the space and didn't really want him. Got their other center in Deadman, and then renounced him. And then he went to the Warriors. So that's how those things happen. Delon Wright still is a restricted free agent. So the Mavs are potentially going to offer him. Uh, what are the positives of DeLon Wright if people don't know him other than that he dropped two triple-doubles against the Mavs this year? <laughs> uh, yeah, DeLon Wright, 27 years old. He was in 2015 or 16 draft, uh, the draft in which they landed Justin Anderson. Uh, we kind of talked about this a few, a few days ago, but Dallas liked DeLon Wright coming into the draft. He was mocked to Dallas in a lot of mock drafts, and the pick right before Dallas, and Toronto selects DeLon Wright. 
then Dow selects Justin Anderson. And so he spends a couple years up in Toronto, hurt a little bit, uh, just playing, playing behind Lowry and those guys. He was a, and he's he, a solid backup up there, though. They really liked him. Yeah. They thought he was doing good stuff. Uh, when they traded him for Gasol, people were upset about DeLon more than Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I mean, he was. I, mean, I feel like he was the centerpiece of that deal for the most part, and I think it could play into why they would match something else. Because even you know, Tim McMahon uh, tweeted right after Brad's interest and said, "Hey, what he's heard from the Salt Lake Summer League, uh, Summer League that he was at, that Memphis is probably going to match uh, any reasonable offer that's thrown Delon Wright's way." And but yeah, he's six six, uh, a six six point guard, which is pretty big, you know, obviously. For a point, uh, six 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 seven wingspan, so he's kind of a square. But when you're that big, it's not that big of a deal playing a point guard spot. Uh, he seems longer than what he is on the basketball court, but he's a- he's athletic. He's athletic, but he's not like bouncy athletic. He's not a Russell Westbrook type, but he is athletic. His defense is what you, know, you would love to have or would like to have uh, next to Luca uh, in this sense that. He is a versatile defensive player, and you kind of, in, in a way, look at the point guard spot. We've really built up the center spot, the five spot, as the bullpen that Donnie Nelson's referred to and having the banger and the, the rim roll and all this stuff. You almost, in a sense, might view, if you don't get a, a bigger name uh, in free agent like a Kimball Walker or something, you might view the point guard spot next to Luka as kind of like a bullpen. When you have Jalen Brunson, then you might have a Seth Curry, or if you want to put J.J. Perea in there. And then, but our biggest question after they signed Seth, our biggest question was, well, who's going to defend the guards? Yeah. Like Seth Curry isn't a horrible defender, but do you want him going against the Kyrie Irvings of the world every single night? I don't know. Insert DeLon Wright at that point. And yeah, he was a vet college player, probably a couple, you know, two, three seasons in college coming out. We know Dallas likes those type of guys with Jalen Brunson. And now he's been in the league for a handful of years. And, um, yeah, I think I'm I'm completely down with it. His his biggest question mark is obviously one of the biggest things you got to have, and that's his shooting. And the shooting does worry you because I mean, last year he shot what he shot 25. Well, since being traded to Memphis last season, he shot 25 percent from three uh, on three attempts a game. Before yeah, that, I'm gonna push back on that. He was sharing the floor with Joakim Noah. <laughs> Cap, uh, but put the little asterisk next to it. Before he got traded in 49 games for Toronto, he was shooting 33% on 1.8 attempts a game. So, three. But the year before, he shot 36.6%. Yeah. Yeah. On two a game. Here's my question. This is what I want to ask you. Let's just say, let's say DeLon, let's say you could get DeLon Wright for like 8 million a year. Mm. Who would you rather have, DeLon Wright or Frank Nilakina? Frank Nilakina is making four or five, and we're not sure Frank Nilakina can really contribute to a basketball team. True, yeah, and that and that's my that's my that's my question. That's what I want. Yeah. Delon Wright's twenty seven. Frank Nilakina is what twenty? I think twenty one. Twenty one, maybe he's Dennis's age, right? Okay, or he's young, he was younger than Dennis, wasn't he? That was the whole thing. He was like eighteen. I think he was young. Yeah, I think he's twenty. Um, Nilakina has a longer wingspan. Nilakina at least hit back in back in his Europe days, right the season before he got drafted, he shot forty three percent from three. Nilakina did, 
And I say I bring up them as a comparison because they're they would both fit that same role in the bullpen type approach to the point guard spot to where Delon Wright is your guy that uh, we think. Well, I feel like with this is what we're talking about. If they signed Delon Wright next week that he would be penciled in as the starter and they would bring Brunson and Seth off the bench. Potentially. Would yeah. you potentially to where Delon Wright would guard the other point guards. So yeah, what would you rather have Frank Nelikina for a second round pick, let's just say, at five million a year, or would you rather have Delon Wright at twenty seven years old and probably you know, more advanced than Nilikina right now at eight million a year? Nilikina is twenty he's gonna be twenty one at the end of July. Okay. Um I think I'd rather have Delon Wright. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm just super down on Nilakina. Um, but yeah, we're just not sure about Nilakina. I know that Delon Wright can be a solid player in the NBA. Uh, I'd like to pay for guys that are are known, and that if you're gonna try to pay for a guy, and uh, Delon Wright can be traded again. I think a lot of these these Mavs deals are very tradable. Uh, you can you can put a lot yeah. of them together, and if if you know if Maxi if Dorian starts to shoot really well like he did at the beginning of last season, uh, you know Delon right, you can package a lot of those guys together and try to flip them for somebody a little better, try to upgrade that. That's why I want them to spend the money at least. That that's my that's one of my fears where I would be a little bit more frustrated is if they let's say they strike out on Danny Green or like the Marcus Morris thing or whatever it is and then they're sitting there with cap space and they're like you know what we'll just take the we'll just take the other contracts into our cap space we'll just sign Porzingis right now we're not gonna sign him yeah and we'll stand pat and just use the money because like we said once you sign you know KP that cap goes on your books so and so. I just want them to sign. I want them to sign a couple of players to reasonable deals, not a Joyce Randall twenty-one million a year deal. Uh, a couple of reasonable deals to where if you do revisit some things, you know, come December or the trade deadline, you have some assets or you have some contracts to match some salaries and trades and stuff. So, yeah, that's in going back to it. I would favor Delon Wright over Nilakina also, but I'm also not completely out on Nilakina like some people. I would I would throw a flyer at Nilakina if it was just a second round pick. I would definitely take him right now. Yeah, not out on him completely. I'm not out on him completely. I just am lower on him than I would be on Delon Wright probably. Yeah, but we're both in agreement that Delon Wright would be a solid pickup. Yes, for a reasonable price. Now, if they're paying Delon Wright. 13 million a year. I'm I might question a little bit, but if it's like 8, you know, something like that for a couple seasons, I'd be down. But Tim McMahon saying if it's reasonable, whatever reasonable is, Memphis uh would match it and I I think if I'm Memphis, I I would match it also. Yeah. Yeah, That's probably. the only thing you got back from Marcus All trade for the most part. Well, so. they re-signed Jonas. They they actually no. believe that Jonas is That's a the real only center. thing you got back from the <laughs> But they believe that he's a real center. And he, I mean, he's decent. He's just not exactly what you want in the center now. But he can put up points. He can rebound. Yeah. So. I like DeLon right next to John Morant or a compliment to him off the bench. It's not enough shooting for me. But it's, yeah. So, But he'd but yeah. be the same thing in Dallas, too, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens with DeLon right. But we like him. Uh, so there are other options besides just waiting for Danny Green and then uh, Marcus Morris. Uh, and 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 you could get them both too. Like you could d- yeah. get Danny Green. You know, for let's just say thirteen or fourteen million, you still have six to eight million left in cap space, and that, that you go get DeLon right. How would you? You know, how would fans feel if you walked out of 
Um, if you walked out of free agency with Seth, DeLon Wright, Danny Green, and Boban, I'd still say that's a, a good offseason. Yeah, that's a solid offseason. <laughs> yeah, I and know. I don't think we should be complaining a ton if that's the case. So, yep. anyway. We've talked about Danny Green so much. That's because I think the Mavericks front office has talked about Danny Green so much. <laughs> I feel like he was their number one guy. <laughs> um, He was definitely up there. Which is a little crazy all right let's take another break and when we come back let's talk about the central division um bucks pacers pistons bulls calves let's talk all about them all the animals all right isaac um the milwaukee bucks made some interesting moves they re-signed chris middleton to a five-year 178 million dollar deal uh his max was 190 so he took a little bit less um George Hill, they re-signed to a three-year, almost $30 million deal. Brooke Lopez, they signed to a four-year, $52 million deal. They also signed Robin Lopez and got the Rolos back together. The Rolo Bro Bros. Uh, the Bro Bro Rolos. Brooke, Robin, Lopez. Uh, and they got Wes Matthews. So, uh, they got Wes Matthews in to replace, um, <laughs> to replace Malcolm Brogdon. Stop it. Don't be him like that. And... What do you think about the Milwaukee Bucks offseason? I think they got worse because they lost Brogdon. They also lost Miritich, too. We need to point that out. Now, Miritich was bad in the playoffs, but he was good for them during the regular season. Really good for them. Yeah. Um, I ha- At some point, I want you to do this, too, so we can compare how we think about teams in the offseason. But I kind of put teams in four different categories, every single team into one category. Either a team took a giant leap forward, a team took a baby step forward, a team stood pat or like, you know, they just kept their ground kind of in the standings or a team uh, moved back a little bit in standings or wins. I would put Milwaukee in that category that they moved back just a tad. I still think they will be a top four team in the East, but I don't think they're going to run away at the one. And it's kind of like what you said. I, I think Brogdon was huge for them. And I was shocked that they didn't bring Brogdon back. I would have matched anything for Brogdon, uh, if not just for the trade piece come you know the trade deadline or moving forward. But I just thought he was huge for him, and I I think now more than ever you're putting so much trust into Eric Bledsoe, and that just scares the crap out of me. And the Chris Middleton thing, sure you had to max him, that's fine. He's great next to Giannis, but Robin Lopez is fun. I mean, fun next to Brooke, but. I mean, outside of Middleton, you're literally looking at Eric Bledsoe at that point. And now I will say, I think Wesley Matthews on the minimum, on a minimum deal is a, a steal is a really, really good deal. Uh, talking about the, the value of Wes a couple seasons ago at 18 million or last year at 18 million, uh, compared to now he's on the minimum. Now you kind of view him through a different lens. This is what we've talked about when you have a price tag on somebody, it kind of, skews your expectations for them you're like oh they make this mouth they gotta you know perform this way now Wes on the minimum like what everything he brings is is amazing like he 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 might legit start for them maybe he may, he very very well maybe it's it's him they could do george hill or they could do sterling brown pat Connaughton, or Wes. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if they, I mean, they're probably gonna roll with Brooke Lopez and Giannis and Middleton and Bledsoe, and then it's either George Hill or Wes Matthews for the most part. And I thought they overpaid a little bit for George Hill just for where he's at in his uh, in his career. Three more seasons at that what you know, forty million basically. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of an overpay, but 
Oh, well, they're still going to be good. Giannis is amazing. I just I think they took it a little step backwards. And you have to admit that I was right that they did not want to pay the luxury tax. 100%. Yep. Because they, Which is they, they're they literally like right under the luxury tax right now. They're like like a couple hundred thousand under the luxury tax. Wow. Which is pretty wild. Um, and they paid George Hill half as much as Brogdon to, to bring him back and do that. Yeah, the Bucks are the Bucks are kind of interesting. They did take a little step back. Uh, I think it helps that a lot of the other teams in the East took a step back too. The Raptors may not, um, but they may take a huge step back um, depending on what they do. Yeah. I think the the Celtics I think took a huge step back, especially at center. Um, they go from Al Horford to Ennis Cantor. That is a huge step back. I think the Sixers took a step back in uh, you know moving on or Jimmy Butler moving on. No, see, I, I disagree completely. It's a ste- I think it's the a Sixers step back, took though. a step. I think they took a step forward. Who's scoring on the Sixers? Tobias Horford. Who's Horford's not, not just because Horford, Jimmy's not there. Horford's you say they a, can't score. Horford's not. They barely could score. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they lost Reddick. They lost Jimmy Butler. Those are. I think Josh Richardson's an upgrade to Reddick. Upgrade. JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick scored 18 points a game last year. JJ Reddick gave up 38 points a game last year. No, we did not give up that much. <laughs> Josh Richardson. I. I I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be better. I think the the fact that Horford they now they have lineups to where people they're not black holes. Now they have lineups to where people can't can't take advantage of them. Embiid steps off, Horford's at your five. I think that is being underestimated a lot. I think they got better. You think they got worse? I, I don't think they got much. I don't think they got significantly worse. But I think that that lineup with Simmons, Redick, Butler, Tobias, and Embiid. That was one of the best lineups in the NBA last year. And I don't think they have a lineup like that now. And they don't have a lineup like that, and they still don't have a bench. I mean, they they really there's their bench the is bench somehow thing I get for their sure. Their bench is somehow even worse. They lost TJ McConnell, who, you know, whatever you think about him. Uh and they mm. lost um I'm blanking on the name, but they only have like Mike Scott. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking- a couple minimum. Yeah, they're a couple minimums away from filling out their bench. I think, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is Horford and Josh Richardson to Teague and I mean Teague to, to uh, Butler and Reddick and but- Butler. But I think another thing is, is too is you're giving a bigger role of the offense to Tobias compared to when Jimmy was there. When Jimmy was there, Tobias was just standing in the corner and shoot a three-pointer. Now it is, hey, let's maximize you a little bit better. And does that mean their team's better? I think so, a little bit. Pun intended, maximize him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Bucks. Oh, what were you talking about, the Bucks? Celtics took a step back. I think the Sixers, they changed things around. They may not be exactly the same. I think they took a little step back. Um, so, yeah. Besides the Raptors, I think the Bucks are, are still right in there as the top team uh, if Kawhi comes back. And if Kawhi doesn't come back, then, man, that's a clear cut. I mean, your your path to the finals is pretty laid out in front of you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Man. The East is, yeah. Oof. Uh, let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Also, sh- shouts to Danny Green, uh, who, when he was given his case for the Raptors, and why, why to go back to the Raptors? He's like, yeah, we could run it back. The East is wide open right now. Pretty much the only contender right now is Milwaukee. And I'm like, oh, yeah. crap, no Philly. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Um, the Indiana Pacers, they get Malcolm Brogdon. They um, also traded for TJ Warren, who I kind of consider a, a, a sign. <laughs> they, they signed him because that trade was basically nothing. 
and they also get T- they also get Jeremy Lamb. Uh, they lost some pieces. They lost Darren Collison to to Jehovah. They lost um, they lost Thad Young to the Bulls, who we'll talk about. They lost um, who else did they lose? Corey Joseph, their backup point guard, uh, and some other guys that I can't remember. And they're probably not of consequence. I don't have them written down. Um, but they also get, they get Jeremy Lamb, T.J. Warren, and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I think that that was a, a pretty nice recovery from losing a lot of those rotation players. Uh, I think they, they're really going to try and test the two centers thing with Sabonis and Miles Turner to see if that can work at all. I think they're going to. Did you say that? Did you mention they lost Bojan? That's the name I could not remember. They lost Bojan. That's a okay. big loss. That's their biggest Bojan loss. Bojan yeah. Bogdanovich is their big loss. That's the name that couldn't come to my head. Um, but they replaced him with Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren. Can TJ Warren give you, I don't know, like 75% of what Bojan scoring? Probably. Not the sh- uh. not the shooting. I mean, he, he has shot 40% from three. He just has also shot 20% from three recently. <laughs> We've been over TJ Warren. Um, but, yeah, what did you think about what the Pacers did and uh, do you think they're better or worse? I actually like what they did. I, I put them in my category. They took a small step forward. Um, I, lo- I love uh, well, one. It's, I'm a little biased because I love Malcolm Brogdon. And I just think the defensive potential uh, so of good. him and Oladipo, I mean, it's just a heck of a backcourt. I love I love that backcourt. Um, I think a lot of it will come down to if Sabonis and Miles Turner work, and uh, I, we're both believers in Miles Turner. Yeah, and uh, I think they'll take another step, and and then I like what they did on the wing. You know, t- their wing rotation of T.J. Warren, Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott. I like the I like those three. Uh, T.J. McConnell's a, a solid, decent backup. Yeah, I, I mean, cool. I, him for Corey Joseph. You know, for the most part, a swap out of them, and. I mean, they've been hyping up Aaron Holiday forever. They wouldn't even uh, what include him in some deals for players. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they they took the swing on Big Goga and in the draft, and he fell to him. And some people are kind of confused by that pick because they have Sabonis and Turner, but you know they bring him you know off the bench. I, yeah, I really like what they did, and I think as long as Oladipo comes back, you know, fine and at a decent time, um, I look for it. Yeah. I think they made up for Boyan his absence. Yeah, pretty good with TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. I think it's a combo of Lamb and TJ Warren will make up for Boyan. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think what they did is interesting. I'm uh, interested to see how Brockton and Oladipo play together. Uh, I just think that's going to be fun for them. Uh, they, I think they complement each other really, really well. Brockton can play off the ball in a way that a lot of point guards can't. And I think mm-hmm. that Oladipo needs a guy next to him that can also play off the ball because he needs the ball in his hands a little bit. He's not like your he's not like your Clay Thompson. He's he's a guy that kind of creates a little bit. Uh, Orlando was using him as a point guard when he first came into the league. I mean, they were really trying to push that, and uh, he was miscast and all that stuff. Obviously, we know his story, but now he's become this uh, creating, scoring guard. And Brogdon next to him is just I mean, it's an incredible fit defensively. They're going to be so good. They. You might think they overpaid to get him, but this is the kind of deal we were talking about that would that it would take to to pry Brogdon away. I think it's a little lower than what I expected, to be honest. Yeah, I mean they had to give picks and stuff. They did a trade, and uh, we didn't mention this Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee's prime for a, a decent trade too. They got assets in the Brogdon losing Brogdon. They yeah, have these true. draft picks. They have some contracts to move to match some salaries. So they have some I interesting young players like DJ Wilson and, and Dante DiVincenzo, whatever you think of him, and Sterling yeah. Brown, guys like that. 
Yeah, so they they got some more assets to move in a trade, but yeah, I really I actually really really like what Indiana did. Yeah, so we like Indiana. Detroit. Um man, it's a weird team. They pick up Derrick Rose and Markeith Morris, um which is good because I I've yeah, been good. I've been keeping teams depth charts uh, because I just can't keep track of everything during the off season, and so I try to write them down. And I had Seiko Dumbuya as their backup four, and I was like, man, I don't know if we want him to just be thrown into the fire like that. I think he's going to take a while. So getting Markeith is a good stopgap for that. Uh, I think those two can play together. I think, um, you know, however that works out. Rose, I don't know. A lot of people love Rose. Rose has so many stands. It's it's kind of scary <laughs> the way that, that people talk about Derrick Rose. Um on this team, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, is he just going to try to – is this a worse fit than Minnesota? Like, I don't know. I have no idea what this team – No, I don't I, I don't mind. I mean, I think they um, – they were – what were they in the playoffs last year? Eighth seed? Seventh yeah, seed? Yeah, they, the, they had to play the Bucks in the first round and got swept. I think their offseason kept them right around this mark. Man, that uh, made because, me. That just reminded me of that that Giannis like windmill where he like lost the ball in midair. Yes, <laughs> good lord. Blake like broke down. Yes. and all that. But Blake got two um, technicals before he even played <laughs> on the bench. Um, but I think yeah, I like the Derrick Rose signing for him. It gives him a solid, decent veteran off the bench. And I think Reggie Jackson, you know, still starts for him. Uh, Markeith Morris, I was kind of surprised he went there, but. You know, they needed some decent contributors off the bench. I mean, they went. They you know, needed some yeah, players. They were bringing like John Luer and stuff off the bench last year. So, uh, both of those guys would be solid. And I think they they they've done a decent job of getting some young flyer, you know, not flyers, but young pieces that they can try to develop. I mean, now out of nowhere, they kind of have they have Luke Kennard, Dumbuya, um, Thon Maker, Kyrie Thomas. Yeah, Bruce Brown on Miami. I loved him coming out of the draft. Svee, your boy from the Lakers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Svee. Yeah, so I... He's actually still restricted, by the way. Huh. I think I thought he was playing in Summer League, too. But um, I really like Jordan Bone out of Tennessee, too. They signed him undrafted. But anyway, um, yeah, they're an interesting team. I, I, like, I want to see how they kind of put it together, but their whole team is just hinges on the health of Blake Griffin. If Blake Griffin goes down, they're done. This team is so fascinating because if they didn't have Blake and Drummond, this would be the Hornets, right? Like they have these three, they have these like three or four young guys that you're, you look at and when they're on the Hornets and they have no one else around them, you're like, dang, those are disappointing guys. But because they have Blake and Drummond, like these two all-star level players, you're saying, Oh, these are interesting young guys. You know, like it's interesting the way that we present or look at guys in the context of the team. They, yes. They're not reliant on these guys. Now, they're probably going to rely on them a little bit more this year because they are very shallow at wing. I mean, Luke Kennard, Kyrie, uh, Thomas, Svee. They have Tony Snell, I guess, as their starting three. And then Bruce yeah. Brown. I mean, they, they just don't have a lot of options there. So, they're going to need think, them to step up I think up Drummond gets traded at some point this season. This is the year? Yeah. I think, I think Drummond's on a different team by February. I think trading Drummond is hard. Yeah, it is. It is, but I think you. I think you could get a wing or a or a guard somewhere out there. Yeah. Um. All right. The Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls made a couple moves. They signed Thad Young from the Pacers. They got Thomas Sanaransky, who is a 
a guard Solid move. that a lot of people like. And they got Luke Cornett from the Knicks, who I thought was was very interesting. Um, no, he's trash. He was part of the he was part of the the lineup that Fizdale wanted to start. Those all the super big guys with uh, Kevin Knox at two and Porzingis and Luke Cornett uh, at like five. Uh, but anyway, he's not super great, but he's an interesting guy. So the Bulls right now, they probably start Sandoransky, but they have Kobe White that they drafted. Um, still no idea what they're going to do with Chris Dunn if they'll bring him back. Zach Levine. He's going to get he's going to dumped on somebody at some point, and he kind of fits into that Nilly Keena Delon Wright thing, to where if you strike on everybody, Delon Wright makes five point three. I mean, Chris Dunn makes five point three million. If they're just giving away for like a second round pick, I'd take a flyer on him. Yeah, yeah, and he's older. He's younger than Delon Wright, but he's older than Frank Nilkina by a pretty decent. I think he's like twenty six. Is he twenty five? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. But but what do we think of Kobe White, Zach Levine, Otto Porter, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr. as like potential starting five? Maybe put Sandoransky there instead of Kobe White. Super fun. I don't think it'll amount to a ton of wins, but it's it's a lot of fun. I love Kobe White. He's in a he's gonna run with that team for sure. And it's gonna they're gonna be a fast paced team, especially with Levine and Markin and spreading out and Carter and all that. Um Thad Young, I I, I like I like the fit with Thad Young coming off the bench because it it, it gives you a, it gives Markinen and Carter kind of their vet their vet big that they can talk to and you know kind of learn from and all that stuff. But I think I I want to say that Sadaransky would start just to keep everything flowing and Kobe White might take over at some point. But I don't know. I feel like this could be like a training camp battle and see how far along Kobe White is right now. But yeah, they'll be fun. That'll be an interesting thing if we get if we hear a report from Bulls camp that Kobe White is you know they're gonna they're thinking about starting him. That means that Kobe White is probably pretty impressive right away, right? Like that could be a really good sign for him that he is yeah. exceeding some expectations. I think that's a pretty good level of, for him to to try and reach to say like, man, maybe we should be thinking about Kobe White a little bit more. Yeah, and I want the ball in his hands. I'm, I am scared a little bit because of Levine. Yeah, and Levine just has to have the ball, and so I get a little scared with that. But if they let Kobe White run the offense, they'll be a fun team to watch. They'll be a league pass team I'll tune into for if sure. I sign up for league team pass. Uh, a league pass team that we will not watch is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, good. Oh dear. I mean, good God, lord. No. Um, they didn't really sign anybody. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't really have space to. Uh, they'll have space next year. They have Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, uh, Chetty Osman, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. That's your starting five. They're going to have so much cap space next year. They're going to have a lot of cap space next year. Um, they have some interesting players. I, I mean, they're the Port- Portland of the East, though. <laughs> but they actually have Kevin Love. Portland wants Kevin Love. They actually have him. So they're are they better? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just want to know what the crap they're gonna do with. I mean, they have so like literally from Tristan Thompson, Jr., Brandon Knight, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, John Henson, Della Vadova. I mean, these are all vets. Where like, what the crap are like? What, what's going? On? I mean, they could literally buy out like four players. <laughs> come to buy out they could, season. yeah. And uh, you know, because all of these guys would probably want to be like Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, Del Vadova, like all three of those guys will probably want to would would help a playoff team for a cheap price. Um, 
yeah, I mean, Jared and Larry Dance, Larry Dance has a you know an extension. You know, at least he'll probably be there for a while. But everything for them hinges around Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. I feel like that's their main goal. Of how how does this combo work? You're rolling with it, and can it work? I don't know, but sure. People hyped up Darius Garland. They're they're my least favorite team in the entire league to watch next year. More less than the Hornets. It's close. <laughs> no, I'll take it back. All right, I guess I'll watch Kevin Love. Hornets, man, that is gonna be a rough team to watch with Rozier. I mean, that's your, that's your hope. What people's bashing that signing, but what if they, they just signed him for to be the tank commander? They know he's like empty stats, and like you know what, we're gonna pay him money because he's gonna get us a high draft pick for the next couple seasons. You know, Terry Rozier has never shot over forty percent from the field in his career. <laughs> That's pretty wild to never have done that. Like over 40. So Louisville coming out of Louisville. <laughs> like my backyard. Speaking, of, I had a buddy that played, uh, played ball at D'Angelo Russell a few days ago up in Louisville. Yeah, he's from, Russell's back. Russell's from Louisville. Yeah. He like posted on his Facebook. He's like, Hey, hung out D'Angelo Russell today at the, and there's just randomly at this park playing, playing ball. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Cool. That Russell's enjoying his time back in Louisville. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's the central division. So whatever you guys think about that, couple of rough teams, uh, and then the Pacers and Bucks that are the Bucks are going to run the East again next year, especially if Kawhi leaves. So be interesting to watch, um, guys. We'll we'll we're back. I mean, we're continuing to be back, even though this is the Friday pod. I think we're going to still keep going because of the summer league games, oh, yeah. and be, and yes. until pretty much until this Danny Green thing gets sorted out, we'll keep doing pods. They might not be hour long pods every day. Uh, I think we might end our streak potentially today if we don't get a couple more minutes in <laughs> but yeah we'll uh we might go back down to the 30 minutes but we'll continue to do a pod every day hopefully tomorrow night's pod we'll be talking about the summer league game we'll be talking about zion all that stuff and hopefully we can talk about the Kawhi thing hopefully it goes down today as you're listening to this before after and we can kind of get this past as we're all ready for this to be yes. to be done at this point. But yeah, we'll keep going until Dallas at least does something with their money or we know their plan. You know, if they miss out on Danny Green, but they're still talking with Marcus Morris or trying to get involved of, hey, let's try to get Robert Covington, which I don't get why Minnesota would trade him. But, you know, if they're trying to get in some other you know trade talks to get some players, something like they're trying that, to we'll get Russell, going. I feel like. Daniel Russell? Yeah. Oh, Minnesota's trying to still get him. Yes. From Golden State. Oh, dang. Uh, they need more. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're going to keep going. You'll still you'll still have us. There you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>